You are listening to I Survived the Wild Outdoors podcast, where real outdoors men and women share their heroic tales of survival. I'm your host, Brad Mathewson, and this is their story. Hunters, if you haven't fallen from a tree stand, the odds say one in a hundred you're going to one day. And when you do, odds also say you'll be paralyzed or worse. My guest, Mark Gutzmeidel, army crawled his way back from what could have been permanent paralysis or even death. On August 28, 2022, he made a split-second decision that surely saved his life. Mark is an extremely accomplished archer who has chased big game all over the world, and at the ripe age of 62, he has seen it all. But with a million things to get done before another adventure, tree stand safety was far from a concern. Can you tell us what happened that day, Mark? Okay, August 28th of 2022, I was getting ready to go on a trip to Canada to do a Central Canadian caribou hunt with a friend of mine. and My daughter wanted to hunt deer here in Wisconsin. We got I got a local lease here that I rent every year and I wanted to move a tree stand for her because I, I just usually climb up in a tree and I'll just hunt up in, a, up in a tree. I've done that my whole life and I was real, real lucky my whole life. I never had any accidents and that's what I'm telling this story about because that's what ended up happening to me. I had several things going on that day. Before I had to leave the next day, I had three jobs to finish and and uh, wanted to get these tree stands moved and some cameras out for my daughter. And, and so I went out there and I was taking a stand down and I've never used a harness, no safety, nothing. Just I just was not so comfortable being up in trees because I coon hunted and climbed so many trees when I was younger. And the big thing is, is a person should never be in a hurry or crunch for time. And that's, that was my problem. I crawled up the tree. I had a uh, screwing pegs in the tree and I went up and, uh, the stand was, uh, actually ratchet strapped on. And it was okay. a, C- a C-shaped stand where it had a seat on your, where you put your feet on and, so I was taking the ratchet straps off and I was standing on a limb right level with a, a tree stand. And I was just thinking to myself, with everything I got going on, I shouldn't be up in this tree. I just got too much stuff on my mind. But it wasn't two minutes later after I undid the ratchet straps, one of the ratchet straps didn't come off. And last times when you leave them tree stands up for five, six years, they grow into the trees and, a lot of times you got to kick them off the tree. Yep. Well, what ended up happening this is an oak tree where they don't grow fast. And in fact, I'll, I just reach across my left arm across. So my arm was against the trunk of the tree. And I was going to throw that ratchet strap off. And for some reason, I put my hand on the seat. So I committed myself and I put weight on it. And I was leaning forward. As soon as I leaned on that, the stand came off. And it's amazing how fast your brain will, how fast it works. But I was going to come out of the tree head first. And I thought, I cannot come out of the tree like this. I need to have control of my fall. So I've had 
two choices to make. One was going to be right and one was going to be wrong. And I felt like, well, I know I made the right choice, but I, instead of falling, I leaped away from the tree to get myself upright. And as I'm coming down, it was just like freeze frame. And it was like, click, click, click. And it's like, I had all kinds of time to think. And I'm like, okay, I can do this. I'm going to hit the ground and I'm going to roll out of this. And I was 20 feet up and I'm, I was 62 years old at the time. And I'm like, I can do this. And I'm going to hit the ground, roll out of this. And I was going to Canada the next day to go on a hunting trip. And when I hit the ground, I heard the loudest crack. And in my mind, I knew there's a good chance when I hit the ground, I'm going to break both my legs. And I was spot on. That's exactly what happened. And I jumped right to my feet to stand up and I felt no pain. And when I stood up, I, I felt my bone shift in my left leg. And I went down and I looked back and my leg was actually turned backwards. Oh, wow. And I'm like, this can't be good. And I grabbed my leg and I flipped it around. And automatically in my head, I thought, my wife doesn't expect me home for three hours. And I'm not going to lay here. I need to get out of here. And I had such an adrenaline rush. I felt zero pain. All I know is I never felt pressure like I felt when I hit the ground. I mean, when I hit the ground, that was, I, I flexed my whole body when I did it. I think that's what saved some of my internal injuries in that too. But I immediately just went into like survival mode. It's like, I got to get out of here. I got to get help. Yep. I left my phone in my truck and it was because it was bad cell service there. And I thought all I'll do is lose my phone or something messing around. So I just started crawling and I had to crawl out to the neighbor neighbor's land because I had muck boots on as I was crawling. There was branches that would hook my boots and I couldn't crawl because it kept snagging me up. And I'm like, I need to get out to the hay field where I can crawl because I can't use my legs at all. Yep. And so I was army crawling and there was a neighboring house that was probably 400 yards away, maybe heard something like that. And I thought, well, as I'm crawling, I'm yelling for help. And it's kind of a lonely road that I'm on and I'm just yelling for help and I'm crawling across the field. And it probably took me, I had to go, I'd say probably seven to 800 yards. And it's hard just using your arms and everything was wet and muddy. And, and I seen a bicyclist going by on the road and, uh, I was yelling and I figured he had a helmet on. I figured he had probably earbuds in listening to music and yep. he never heard nothing. And I seen a vehicle go by and nothing. And, and I'm crawling just thinking I got to get, get out to the road and get to my truck and ended up, I was about, 35 yards in the road and the motorcycles coming by and I was yelling and the guy had a helmet on. I thought there's no way he's going to hear me. And the guy ended up hearing me and he turned around and I'm like, well, that's good. Now I got, got someone here. Yep. I mean, and he's like, what's the matter? And I said, I fell out of a tree. I actually, I always tell my wife, I guess I really didn't fall out. I jumped out. That was, so I had control of my fall. But um, the guy asked me what happened. I said, I came out of a tree from 20 feet. And I said, I broke both my legs. I know that for a fact. 
he said, I, I want him to go hit my van because I could move my right foot. I thought I could drive myself home, but I wasn't thinking right. You no. know, I was just so jacked up with adrenaline. And he's like, I'm calling 911. And it took him three calls before he got through and ended up sending a uh, flight for life, the uh, a helicopter. And after we got that set, I asked him, I said, please call my wife. And he ended up calling my wife. And I just remember hearing he had me on speaker and he didn't, he just said, I, I'm here with your husband. He broke both his legs. He fell out of a tree. And I hear my wife say, this is a joke, right? And I'm saying, no, this isn't a joke. And anyways, she was, you know, all, all worried like a wife would be. And yep. and I'm just sitting there. I'm like, well, all it is a couple broken legs, I'm thinking, you know. And anyways, it wasn't long. I had a bunch of first responders showed up. And, and there's people all around me. And, and I still don't, I don't feel any pain because I'm still got such an adrenaline rush. And the helicopter's landing. And I see my wife pull up. And they're loading me up on a gurney. And the, the guy in the helicopter is like, putting a sea collar on me and he's like going I go I think you're a little late for that and he's like yeah we're doing it just so you don't move your neck I said well first thing I did when I got up to stand I said I rolled my neck and he said that is the worst thing you could do he goes if you got a neck injury he goes that could either paralyze you or you'd be dead oh yeah and I didn't think nothing of it because it's just like automatic you roll your neck you know yep I just <laughs> that's something I did and and we're talking, and here this guy's a hunter, and he was going to Alaska on a moose hunt. And I go, well, I'm going. I was going to Canada tomorrow. I said, and then from there I work up in Alaska as a hunting guide. I said, from there I was going to be guiding moose for a month and grizzly bears. And we were talking hunting all the way back to the hospital, <laughs> and it is my wife. I didn't realize how serious this injury was that I had, you know, it was way more than what I was, what I thought it was. And, uh, I went, got in the hospital and they cut, cut everything off me and they're doing a, they did a, I think a CAT scan to check all my internal organs, check my neck, my back. And besides my legs, I had a broken real bad break in my femur right at my knee. It broke like a triangle shape piece right out of my knee on my left leg and then my right femur was was fractured and my tibia was fractured and when they put me in the CAD scan I had a broken back and a broken neck too wow and never ever did I feel any of that and uh you just you know when this happened it's just it's a dream this is stuff you read about this isn't really happening to me. I mean, having to crawl out that and all these people are like, how far do you have to crawl out? And I'm like, you just, it's just, you get in a survival mode and that's, that's just how you operate. Yep. You know, I work up in Alaska and you're real remote in that and you just hope you never have to do anything like that. And, um, but you do whatever you got to do. And so they ended up setting me up for surgery the next day. And it's unreal the people that 
start thinking about you. I had more people coming in at a hospital and checking on me and all clients that I've had through the years, everyone, the word got out that, you know, I fell and everyone was worried. I had so much support. The hunting community are like some of the best people. I mean, I've met so many great people over the years and your, your family is what you are. So it was just awesome. I had people checking on me daily and, um, my wife was given a, given an update and that. So the next day, the one doctor, I had two different doctors do surgery on me because I had to have plates put in my left leg, which they, they had to bring the plate so far down into my joint is as I'm having problems with that now. And this is, it's been a year now. And I'm going to have them, that plate taken out because it's irritating the muscle and ligaments and tendons and everything when I bend my leg. And I figure I'm probably, you know, with what happened, I'm probably about 70, 70%, you know, back to normal with my, my bending of my leg and everything. And I think if I get that out, I'm going to gain definitely 10%. But little I know when I was in the hospital the fall when I hit the ground so hard I wasn't able to empty my bladder and what happened was my wife didn't tell me this but you could damage your your bladder that bad from a fall that you'd have to be capped your rest of your life okay and when I was in there that was not something I wanted to do you know I, I kept telling them I could go, I could urinate a little bit, but it wasn't much. And I'm like going, I'm, I'm not emptying out. I feel like my bladder's full. And they said, yeah, your bladder's like over full. And so they cast me and that if you never had it done, it's really uncomfortable. And they're telling me when I go home that I'm going to have to cast myself. You got to do it like four or five times a day. Okay. You got to make sure your hands are clean, everything, because you can get infections in that real easy yep. by doing that, you know. And so I'm like thinking, there's no way I'm doing this myself, you know. And but you know they they're going through everything I was going to have to do, and they had slide boards were just to go to the bathroom, you know. It was something. I was in a wheelchair for I don't know how many weeks it was. I was in a hospital for for two weeks when I got to go home from there you don't realize if you've never been in a wheelchair how hard it is to get around in your house I yep. mean, and it was you know adjustment for my whole family you know it's like everyone had to help me do everything I couldn't do absolutely nothing I sat in a chair and a lazy boy couldn't sleep any weight of covers on my legs is hurt and in two weeks, it's unbelievable how much muscle you lose in two weeks. And it just, you, you just think, you know, you're going to get up and walk again. You don't even realize what, you know, what goes on with your body when you're, you're not walking, how your muscle deteriorates and how, what you had to do to get back to walking again after, I don't know what it was. It was, I think it was on crutches the end of October. And I'd have nurse, the nurses come over and I'd have a therapist come over 
and they'd have tell you what you're going to be needing to do when you start exercising your legs and that again. And I set goals for myself. I'm like, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to be back hunting by this time. I'm going to be back out trapping because I love to trap. I'm going to be back next spring guiding grizzly bears and be back in the fall to hunt moose. And my therapist even said, he goes, I've never seen anyone, you know, he got such a positive attitude through this whole thing. I said, well, this is something I caused myself. Yep. I said, so I go, I, I need to keep a positive attitude. And that's the best thing you can do for healing, for your mind and everything. It's really easy to get depressed. And uh, I just set these goals and, and man, you know, everything I healed up really good for as serious as everything was i had a i had to wear it's that neck brace for i think it was eight to 12 weeks and then when i was able to get on crutches because they i'd constantly be going to a doctor and they would check and see how you're healing and he said you're healing up awesome and here's one thing i've learned a lot about healing is if you are very active your body will store up reservoirs of what you need to, like if you get hurt, you'll heal faster. So people that aren't active, that are overweight and don't do much, that's why you can have problems with healing yep. your bones and everything. And he said, you're a good candidate because how active you are. And my bone, I mean, I couldn't believe you could hardly see where it was broke. You know, it wasn't long after. And in a month's time, the scar I had on my knee was healed. It was just unbelievably how how fast it healed, you know. And then, because we had pictures of that, and then a, a month later, we took pictures, and it was unbelievable how much it changed. And then once I got on crutches, I thought, this is going to be easy. And it was the hardest thing. I'd have to watch and swing my leg forward. You know, and you had to be careful about how much weight you put on. And then they wanted me to stand at a counter and hold myself there for like 30 seconds to get blood flow going back into your legs, which what that does, because you're losing bone density, that's why people break their hips, old people break their hips and they're, you know, um, because they're not walking not on their feet enough because that's where your bone density comes from is from gravity okay you're walking and your muscle tissue everything that you're building and he told me he goes you lost bone density so you got to get stand up get blood flowing back in and tell your bone to start you know doing what it needs to to get your weight on and it was unbelievable what it felt like to stand for the first time the amount of gravity pull when you've been sitting yep it was unbelievable, you know, what it felt like. So from there, and then, you know, it was a little better getting around. I mean, once I was on crutches, I could go in into the shower myself, you know, because it was just hard because you had to use a, a slide board to go to everything. We had a commode set up for me in a bathroom. And you don't realize how much work it is to do that. I had to have a ramp set up outside for the wheelchair to get in and out. But once I was on crutches, it made it so much easier for going to the doctor. My wife didn't have to worry about being by me all the time, you yeah. know. And 
from there, it was then going to the therapist and exercising. And I had his, the therapist I had once I, once we, I had a goal. I can't think what the name of it was. It wasn't a hospital, but where I, where I went, that's where everyone goes after they have an injury. And they got different machines to use, like a pedal, a pedal thing for your legs and you work your arms and then they put you on a ball for balancing. It's got like a, a wood thing on it to help get your balance. Cause I trip a lot now because my legs are lined up all together different. And from this fall, I lost an inch and a half. How I compress my body. Wow. That's what I lost in that fall. And I even told my wife, I said, I know I shrunk. I said, I can feel I compressed everything. And, you know, after I got better in the doctors measured me, I was six foot one and a half. Now I'm six foot right on the head. But this lot of time it took, and there's still still a lot of pain in that that I'm that I have. But I was on several types of nerve medication and all that to take that sharp pain away of your nerves, everything healing again. This this is a lot of time and. I did get back out in the woods again in November in a ground blind. I was on crutches, and my wife's like, you're just not going to give nothing up, are you? I said, nope. I said, this is what, you know, this is what life's about. I said, this is what what I live for, yep. get back out in the field, and this is what helps me mentally. Because yeah, the, the therapist, he just laughed as I show him pictures of me and my crutches, I come back and I lose the rubber things off the end from going around the woods. But <laughs> it, it took so long to get around in the woods. It's unbelievable, you know, thinking of doing that now. Even now, walking in the woods, I stumble. The doctor told me, he goes, you're going to stumble and trip a lot because your leg, you won't pick it up the same. And they're exactly right. I have people that I know through the hunting community that are doctors and they told me all the same things you're going to find out you're going to trip and stumble a lot and and it's true you know and i know there's times i fall and i'll just fall down i won't even try to catch myself i'll just go down and and just get back up and but it's this uh this took oh it was like nine months you know and then i was back up in alaska this spring for my first time and I I didn't know how I was going to do because there's a lot of a lot of hiking and packing weight and I knew I was pushing myself pretty hard because I was nine months and it was I did 10 miles I know one day and I use walking sticks now which I always call them crutches when, yep. when I was younger but now it's <laughs> that would have been the smartest thing to use because it's just so much easier to walk with walking sticks. You keep your balance where now as you get older, your balance, everyone, you you find that out your balance isn't as good and, and you're not fighting them, you know, side to side motion. You you catch yourself the arms and it's makes you just, you're just way stronger using those. So I tell all these young guys to use them. Yep. I use them. Love them. Yep. And, you know, to learning, you know, from, from this accident, you know, it's, I just, everyone should use a harness just because, I mean, it's, 
I just talked to a friend tonight. He's like, you know, it was hard for me to get used to using one, but it's just like a seatbelt in your truck. I never wore seatbelts until, and it's a law. You got to wear them. But now it's like it's automatic. You get in there, if you feel like, if you don't have it on, it feels weird. Yeah. And that's what, that's what my buddy said tonight. He's like going, I cannot go up in a tree without having a harness on and that now. And I said, that's one thing I got to get used to. And I, my daughter, you know, I got my, my old oldest daughter loves to hunt too. And I just, I worry about her more than anything. I mean, me, it's like, I always, I always joke around. I said, yeah, you don't have to worry about me. I'm old. I said, I want you to get old, you know, but if you can save someone from falling, cause I'll tell you what, you hear this year after year after year, people falling, getting paralyzed and dying. Yep. And you know, and it's, it's usually always getting into the tree or coming out, you know? And the biggest thing is, is never being in a hurry. Cause that, that was my whole, whole problem. Why I had the issue I had, but you know, some people falling asleep up in a tree you know, it is a big thing that or they have an unsafe tree stands, which ones that they built. And then one year to the next, you go in them while trees grow and the weather rots them. You can't, you got to have good, the best stand to hunt out of is still a ladder stand. Yep. Something safest. That, you know, it's the safest, right? You know, um, I'll still hunt out of the other stands too, but I'm, I'm more of a ladder stand guy now just because they're safer. I mean, once you got them up there and ratchet strapped on, the big thing is, is just having a couple of guys help, help set them up. Yep. Um, and then you get your, your harnesses and everything all hooked up. So you got your slide rope for making sure you don't have to, cause, uh, what I worried about, I didn't think much of it when I hit the ground, but I couldn't imagine having my family coming and finding you, you know, if you're dead, you oh. know, and that's not what you'd want. My daughter would be the only one that would know where to find me. And I, I talked to her that morning and said, I'm moving a tree stand for you so you can hunt out of that tree. I killed my deer out of That's why I wanted to do it. So it was safe for her. And I wasn't watching out for myself, you know, but it's, it's a lesson that's it's a hard lesson to learn, and I know I've talked to several people since since this accident. People read the story and called me and reached out to me, and I've met a lot of great people from different states that that had the same thing happen where they fall. And, you know, they're, they're lucky someone is with them. But I talked with one guy; he laid there for two days. Wow. And the, the story he told me, I'm like, I go, what I had happened to me, which I know was, was a bad deal. But he told his girlfriend, he goes, he was hunting by himself. And he said, I'm not going to come out till I kill a deer. Well, his girlfriend couldn't get a hold of him. And here he fell out and he was, he had a punctured lung, broken ribs. He had, I forget all the crazy stuff he was telling me he had happened. Wow. But that's crazy. He had. He was dressed warm, luckily. Yep. This is November. I don't know how he lived that long. He doesn't remember, but it was, it ended up being two days, and he he was so hurt so bad 
but he wasn't paralyzed, but the broken ribs and punctured lung. He was just saying, he rolled over, and he goes, once I got to my feet, he goes, if I fell down, I would never get up again. And he was very lucky, you know, to survive that. I talked with him at a, at a hunting show this spring, and when he told me that, I was just amazed that I'm like, how you are here yet, you know, after something, two days. I mean, that's, that's you know, probably one of the they, – and they didn't know if he was going to survive after he did get out. It was that bad. Oh. oh, very, very lucky, but no, this is something you don't want to put your family through or anything. It's just something you enjoy doing. Yeah. So but, I got, I got a couple of questions for you, Mark. So yep. when, when you fell out of the stand and hit the ground and you said, you, you know, basically adrenaline and shock and everything kind of kicked in and you didn't feel anything. Do you remember, you know, was it on the, the helicopter ride that, all of a sudden kick, I mean, did the endorphins disappear and then all of a sudden you started to hurt and re- really know you were in serious condition I or I never, I never, even when I got to the hospital, I still didn't hurt. I was okay. just so jacked up because I didn't want to be there. And I'm like, it, it really hurt at, you know, once they got me on medication and that, and I just didn't realize how bad it was because I was, you know, once, once I got there, they started giving me, medication and then i then i started hallucinating everything whatever they're giving me whatever it was was really strong and i said you need to do something because i said i'm talking and i'm reaching at stuff that isn't there and they're like well it's this medication we'll we'll tone that down you know or whatever they had to do they had to give me less of it but you know i didn't really hurt until after i was home almost you know it was like because then i could feel that i forget what i I, I took so many pills every day, and I just said to my wife, I cannot wait to be done with this. Yeah. Because I've never, I don't even take aspirin in that, you know. And, and I'm like, I'd had to take like eight different medications in that, and it was all for my, due to my injuries in that. And then on top of it, you know, to, to cast myself. And I was so lucky that my bladder actually came back and I was able to. Oh, it did. That's awesome. Yeah, that's glad to hear that. Yeah, it was uh, it was a week and a half after I got home, and I I kept thinking, man, I hope I get the urge to have to <laughs> go to the bathroom, <laughs> you know, without having to to catch myself. But yeah, I don't wish that on anyone either. And then I ended up, I ended up. It was like December. I ended up getting a, a kidney in, or a bladder infection. Okay. And, you know, your body is, it's healing and you don't know what feeling normal feels like anymore. No, I suppose not. All of a sudden, I, I knew something was wrong with me and I was running a fever that I couldn't get rid of. And all of a sudden, my temperature spiked. It was 105 and I, I couldn't even see. I was like wow. blacked out and my wife called, called 911 and an ambulance came and here I had a, it went from my bladder to my kidneys. I had a real bad infection, and it was just crazy how it came on. We were getting ready to go to someone's birthday party, and I went in the shower, and all of a sudden I just started. I said, I don't feel good. And, and luckily the next day, well, they got my fever down, and the next day I went into a walk-in clinic, and they figured out what it was. And, and it probably was due to my injuries, you know, and that, and I ended up, I've never had anything like that before. This 
they just said that's probably what it was from and luckily got it got it taken care of but my wife thought oh this is great she goes you make it through all this other stuff and now it's like you're gonna die you know from an infection or something yeah. and I'm like, i didn't know what it's it was funny because one of the guys that came there, he recognized who I was from when we were young kids. We had a cottage, and he's like, didn't you have a cottage up here? And I'm like, yeah. And he goes, well, we used to play and do stuff together. And I'm like, and here he was at EMT. Oh, really? I thought, That's wow. pretty crazy. This is from when I was a little kid. And I'm like, man, you got a good memory. But I go, I guess I do kind of have an odd last name, so you probably remember that. Yep. But. So no, that, uh, but, uh, the pain, I never, I never really felt pain, you know, and it's like now if I'm sitting around home in a chair or you're laying there sleeping, I have zero pain, nothing. Okay. But when I get up and, uh, walk where, like I say, I got to get this, I just scheduled this to get that plate taken out cause it's rubbing on my leg, my tendons. So if I get that out, I think I'm going to do, I'm going to be you know, way better off then because the doctor told me, he goes, I know you're going to want that out. So just when's a good time to have it done? Because then I, I guess I'll be laid up for like two and a half weeks, you know, for healing. But then they take the screws out and your bones got all fill in with, oh, okay. you know, that's all got all those holes got to fill in with bone then. Yep. So I kind of got to be careful for a while after that because, you know, your your bone density isn't there. Where because I got one mass there, there's like six screws that were right in one spot. So the doctor that did my surgery did did an awesome job. He's nothing but said everything good about it. You know how it went. And he he told me he goes, I like fixing stuff like how your leg was. I'm like, what? Where it's really messed up? And he said, yeah. He goes, I don't care about your other one. That one just said I have screws and stuff put in it. And yep. He goes, this is what we're, I'm going to be working on this leg and another guy's going to be working on your other one. So, but yeah, it was a journey. Definitely. That's all I can say. And I'm very blessed with my outcome. Yeah, for sure. Well, do you, do you remember how, how long you were crawling on the ground before you made it out I to would, the hayfield? Yeah. You know, it, it didn't take me that long to get out to the hayfield. Once I got in the hayfield, it took me probably an hour to hour and 15 minutes to go 800 yards. Wow. But that's moving. Think about it. If you think about it, that's just using your arms. Yeah. That's a know? long way with your arms. That's what I'm saying. It's yeah. And I don't, I'm, I don't know I'm, many guys half your age. I could do that. Right. I'm, I've stayed. I was in real, I'm real physically active. And like I say, we, I pack moose meat out this year. I even, this fall, I did pack some moose meat. I didn't want to, and then I'm like, I'm going to try it just to see how I feel. I think yep. I put about 65 pounds on my back, and it was, I, I packed it a mile, a little over a mile uphill up to get it up to where an airplane can get it. And I told these younger guys, these young guys that are with me, they weighed like a 140 pounds. Yep. And these guys are all gun hole. And I remember when I was that age, but a moose hindquarter, weighs more than they do oh yeah they're heavy so these you know they're i've weighed them they'll be anywhere from 145 to 165 Ooh. you know a hind quarter and and these guys weighed 140 pounds and they're packing that up across all this unstable ground and up up the hill up to the top ridge to where 
where an airplane could get it out. And yeah. I, I, I needed to do that. Everyone's like, you don't have to do this. I'm like, I know I don't have to, but this is what I want to do because I noticed from my accident how I was. I wasn't a, I'm, you know, I'm 63 now, and I wasn't a 63-year-old guy. I was, like, way younger feeling because I could do anything I wanted for packing this meat out and packing yeah. stuff a long ways. But now, now I'm probably caught up to my age, you know. It's just, just from the injuries. As you just don't, that, and when you start getting older like that, you just don't bounce back the same. No. Have you, really, have you really changed anything else in your lifestyle, or are you just trying to get back to where you were And well, as far as phys- physically? Style, yeah, phys- no, physically I, I was back. I lay flooring, so I was on my yep. hands and knees already in January working, but I, I found out I could only work for about three or four hours at a time okay. because of all the muscle I lost. But now I'm, I'm back, you know, doing – I crawl around on my hands and knees. Hardly ever even wear knee pads at all. I mean, the doctor told me, he goes, I can tell you're a floor guy. He goes, you got zero padding left in your knees. Yep. You know, because all the work I've done crawling around my hands and knees, but I still crawl around. I wear knee pads when I'm on hard surface now, but all I know is I look at life altogether different. And it's just, you know, I've had other things happen besides besides this fall too in the last year which that's something i don't care to talk too much about you know right now but um, i'm very fortunate to even be here and um yeah we can touch on that maybe a different day but yeah definitely we're we're all here for for a reason and and uh god has a higher purpose obviously for you and and uh, otherwise he would have taken you that day so he wasn't your day for sure, right. he, he, you had more to do, and maybe it was a maybe it was a lesson, you know. Right, no, that's exactly right. I, that's what I figured out, you know, with everything that's going on in the last year. It's like God definitely has another plan, and and that's that's a good thing. And all I can just tell people is the, you know, you need to keep God in your life more too, just because. Our, our world is going in a bad direction. Yep. And and when I was younger, I mean, he always said, you know, you said a blessing before you ate, you went to church and all that. You don't, you don't see hardly any of that anymore. And I got a guy, I know that's a, a guide. He had a hunt. He's, he's a, a guide too. And uh, he's had some issues in his life and he turned towards God and, I went and listened to one of his seminars and that I go out, he's got, he's got these little Bibles that you can take with you. They're just small ones. And I, I read that when I got, got downtime now. So that's just something we all need to do a little more, you know, especially, you know, knowing that I'm as lucky as I am to be here yet. Well, in this fast paced world, no one has time to, to sit down and, and uh, definitely count your blessings and everything you have. Everybody seems to look at, at what everybody else has and, and it's all, it's stuff, you know, like, Oh, yeah. Bob's got this, this new truck and he's got, and Billy's got this over here. And, and that's just stuff. It's meaningless when you're dead and gone. That's, I mean, you're not taking that with you. And, and too many people are, 
are living in that. Just try to keep up with the Joneses, you know? Yep. And uh, it's just sad. Yeah. Yeah. No, I just, I just pretty much I'm living my life the same way. You know, it's like when it's your time, you can't stop. When it's your time, you can't stop it. No. That's all there is to it, you know, and it's like, heck, I'm not going to stop. You just, you got to think about what you're doing a little more and be more careful and, you don't want to put your family through it because I give my wife a lot of credit. She, she put up a lot, you know, with what, what I went through, you know, and, and that's when they find out what everyone's made of, it brought us closer together. Yep. So, but it's, it's all good. And, you know, I love doing stuff with my kids. My, my daughters like to hunt and it's, it's, I just think, being out in the outdoors is good, good for your soul. It is. As Fred Bear always said, uh, yeah. what did he say? That the outdoors will cleanse your soul. Yep. That's what it does. It's like, why, why do you like, everyone thinks, you know, killing animals, whatever. It's like, no. we're, we're all born hunter gatherers. You yep. know, it's like, we all have a choice. Either you can, you can hunt, you don't have to hunt. And I don't like, well, nowadays people think because they don't like it that you should do it. It's, you don't have, you don't have to hunt. Let, let the people, you got rules and regulations and, yep. and that. So, no, it's just, I, I just, that makes me who I am when I'm out there. That's how I, that's how I healed. That's what drove me to get back to where I am is that being able to get back out there again. Yeah. And definitely keeping a positive attitude through, through, um, all your rehab and stuff. You know, I've gone through stuff in rehab and, and it's a lonely road. I've said it before. It's a lonely road. Rehab is, I mean, you have your loved ones there, but you're the one that has to put in the time on the machines and, and, uh, set goals. And at, sometimes it's, it's hard to see the light at the end of the tunnel. It is, but you just got to keep going and you don't have another, another choice, but, some people out there turn a different direction, you know, they turn to pain, kill, pain pills and everything else and just kind of go down a bad road. But yeah, you, you definitely need to set a goal. I, I always say uh, tomorrow is promised to no one. Exactly. So, you know, you need to be grateful for what you have and, and happy with that and just live your life. Don't, yep. don't worry about anyone else. Just live your life. Do your thing. Do what makes you happy and surround yourself with positive people. You don't need negative exactly. people in your life. Get them out of your life. You don't need that. Yeah, exactly. No, that's what I tell my kids all the time. And I said, you treat everyone the same. Yep. You know, it's like, I said, I, you know, I work, I've, I've been around a lot of people and, and with the guiding and all that. I mean, it's, you treat everyone the same. Treat, treat them how you want to be treated, you know, and, and, uh, every, everything will be, be good, you know, and, but I'm just, I'm just happy I'm able to get back and, and do what I was doing. I mean, I have more people even say, I can't believe you're laying, like, I've seen some guys I haven't seen for a while. I was picking up materials today for work, and I can't believe you're laying flooring again. I'm like, oh, you know, got to make money. You got to make money to keep being able to do what I want to do and that, yep. you know, support my family and. And I want to, like I said, I want to go with my daughter. I want to take her on a moose hunt. And I'm going to be retired 
pretty quick, you know, from guiding and that too, because I only got a few more years of this, these hard hunts and that to do. And I want to enjoy doing them with, with my, my daughter. And we just came back from Greenland doing a hunt with friends. And we just had a, that was probably one of the most relaxing hunts other than the, the long flights getting over there. Yep. But we had, we had so much fun and that's what, that's what this outdoor thing's all about. Spending time. That's family. That's what, you know, hunting and that's about, you know, deer hunting and all that. That was such a big thing. I mean, that's it brought your families together. Everyone looked forward to deer hunting and so we just need to stay safe and try to keep, you know, keep on everyone and everyone needs to use a tree harness when you go up in a tree because I had a good, I had this older guy get hay for my daughter's sheep when I told him what happened to me. He's 90, 96 years old. Wow. And I was telling him, I said, here's what happened to me. I said, I fell out of a tree stand. I said, uh, I was putting up for deer hunting and he goes, what the hell are you doing up in a tree? He goes, deer don't live up in a tree. (laughs) <laughs> i'm like you know you're right yep you know he goes i just drive up to my my blind with my four-wheeler and i drive up next to it and i crawl into it and he goes if i want to take a nap i'll take a nap and i'm like you know that's pretty funny <laughs> he said that because i had a laugh about it you know and i just said to him, his name's george i go george you're gonna make it to 100 he goes my buddies tell me i gotta and i said well, i think you're gonna i said you yep. still look the same you know, so it's funny just listening to the old guys uh, told them about my accident. Well, deer don't live up in my trees. What the hell are you doing up there? No, no. It's important to stay active, and I always say never get old, meaning right. don't don't sit down and, and think you're old and you can't do something anymore. Just keep doing it. Keep doing it, and you'll stay young forever. Well, that's exactly right. You just keep doing whatever. I mean, you, you, like, not not, you know, going on hunting trips all over the world isn't for everyone because it's so expensive nowadays, yep. you know, but I'll tell you what, it's a good way to see the world and see it in a different way. Cause you're going to see stuff that other people never see. I, I wouldn't change a thing I've done. I mean, even though I had a bad experience I went through, that's still, it's something you learn, Yep. you know, and it's, I, w- I wouldn't give none of it. I, I wouldn't say I would do anything different. So all I can do is just hope that I get this played out and I'm, I'll be 10% better. That'll make me feel really good. No, I think you, uh, I think you're going to do just fine. I think you get yeah. a positive attitude and you get that played out and, uh, you're just going to keep going, get your last four animals for your grand slam and, uh, yeah, just enjoy life. Yeah. yeah I'm just going to hunt with, with friends and family and, and help other people if they got something they want to do. Like, you know, if someone's got a dream of going to hunt one animal, you know, if I can help them figure out how to do it, you know, I, I like helping other people that way too. So, but no, everything's going good. I'm right back deer hunting and doing everything I love to do. So that's, can't ask for more. No. Well, thank you for your time tonight, Mark. I appreciate you coming on and telling your story. I mean, it's a very inspirational story. 
Um, hopefully people out there will hear your story and, and, uh, think twice about next time they climb into a deer stand and make sure they have their safety harness on and have three points of contact. Anytime they're in their stand, I'm guilty of it. I've put up a lot of stands without having a safety harness on or sitting in a stand with safety harness on. I've had a few close calls. Luckily it's been shortfalls and I've, I've walked away unscathed, but, uh, yeah, definitely a lesson learned for sure exactly that's all we can do is pass it on just so you don't have to experience that because it's it's not a fun thing but it's why that's just part of this thing because safety you know everything you do i mean it's no different than getting in your vehicle yep for sure be as safe as you can be for sure all right thank you mark yep not a problem appreciate talking to you If you like what you heard today, click the subscribe button to hear more upcoming stories. If you or someone you know have a survival story you'd like to share, contact me at I Survived the Wild Outdoors at gmail.com.